everybody, welcome to Deathmatch News Radio. This is episode number 29, recording on the morning of March 7th, 2019, China time, the evening, March 6th of the evening in America. Uh, my name is Steven, I am back for uh, for this week to talk about some of the bigger shows. As always, I'm joined by Mike. Uh, let's start out with our plugs. Mike, what's going on in, in your world? Hey, how are you? Uh, glad to have you back. Uh, well, I've uh, I've got some things. I know the fans have reached out to me. They've enjoyed the journey to death. So uh, we're going to be doing, uh, we taped an interview today with Carmine DeSpirito, which I think people are really going to enjoy. He really opens up and, you know, really on a booker end, he really explains how to be a, a heel, a, a booker and how to be a heel persona owner. He really goes into detail on things, and uh, I really enjoyed the conversation with him. Uh, we'll be interviewing Corporal Robinson, too, about that show, uh, basically uh, the Hardcore Cups, and we're going to talk about the 2001 Hardcore Cup, uh, so it's going to be kind of a cool process with that. I also want to shout out to my friend Peter Stinky, Sting, Stenke in Canada. Um, he's a musician who has his own studio, and he's actually a producer. Or he's editing all of my other shows now for the podcast network, so he's doing some cool stuff with them. And he's actually making uh, music, uh, his own music jingle in for the Journey to Death, which is cool. I've heard some of his guitar playing. It's amazing. So I want to shoot out the, shout out to Peter for joining the, uh, the Wrestling Cult family and uh, helping us out there. And, uh, you know, besides that, I've got the other podcast. You can always catch me at the Deathmatch Cult. Uh, May, we're going to be having our Hall of Death this year. I'm moving it up to May. I'm separating the year end awards and the Hall of Death, so it's not such a big burden on one time. So that's what I got going on. What do you got going on, Stephen? All kinds of stuff. Um, nothing com- n- nothing pertaining to wrestling. <laughs> I, uh... Well, let me just do one more shout-out. I'm sorry. Yeah, go ahead. Um, I, this one's the most important one of all. Uh, a fan of ours reached out to me. I don't know if he reached out to you. His name is Ricky uh, LaCoria. Do you, do you know him? I don't think so. Okay. He's a professional strongman from California. He had a really bad injury, and he lost his leg. Oh, um, yes, he now, did, yes. Okay, you're right. And he told uh, told me how great you know our show is, and it helps him you know train and he enjoy listens to it and listen to it, and how he's a big fan. And man, I'm a fan of his because for me, for someone to reach out for something like that is amazing. Because I don't consider myself that kind of person to have fans and, uh, you know, telling him how much it helped. And uh, I, I just appreciated that he said that to me. And I just want to give him a big shout out. If you're listening, man, uh, I'm a fan of you because of what you're going through and, and your struggles. And, and you're, uh, you're an amazing dude uh, that you're still doing what you do and you're still living your life to the best. So, you know, God bless you. And I consider you my friend. And I, I thank you so much for reaching out to me. I know you're a fan of our show and Bahu's. And I really think it's amazing, uh, you know, that, that you're, uh, you're still doing what you're doing and not letting it take you down. And, uh, you know, I'm glad that you're a fan of our show. And, uh, you know, you made my day when you sent me that letter. So, uh, Ricky LaCoria, you know, thank you very much. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I got a lot of uh, – well, I'll go into my plugs and I'll kind of talk about me. Um, only thing I got to plug, you know, uh, check out Shaheen THT. Check out the Nuclear Heat graphics. Um, I'm going to be with him over Mania Weekend. We're going to have a bunch of tables at Mania Weekend at most of the collective shows. We're going to have a, a table at WrestleCon. Onita's going to be with us. There's a chance Takeda might be at the table. We'll be selling uh, an exclusive Takeda shirt, if that's your thing. So if any of the people who uh, happen to be at Mania Weekend, feel free to come up, hang out, say hi, whatever. We'll probably be doing a couple podcasts there because uh, it'll be so easy with the two of us there. And um, I'm kind of sick, guys, so sorry about that. And then um, the only other thing I wanted to plug, I want to talk about the GCW Tour. Because a billion people ask me every single day for all of these details that I just can't give. 
But um, hey man, give me one minute. Hey Mike, say yep. something funny. Say something funny. Huh. Uh, like he was talking about Shaheem. Shaheem now does stickers too. Uh, I was looking at some of the stuff, and he was messaging, he was talking to me earlier today. And you know, if you want to get any kind of wrestling stickers or movie stickers or something for your brand or whatnot, he's doing a really cool thing with that. So if that's something that interests you, you might want to you know nucleargraphics.com. Reach out to him, and uh, you know, besides the amazing artwork he does and, and whatnot and shirts and everything else, he's now uh, got the ability to do stickers. So that might be something that's right up your lane. Yeah, and it's all uh, by the way, it's nuclear heat graphics. But um, yeah. What did I say? Nuclear heat. Nuclear heat graphics, excuse me. There you go. Um, so, um, so yeah, so the GCW tour, just because, uh, so I'll be putting out a lot more info in the next week. We're just getting everything right. You know, the one thing that we, that everyone says about Brett Lauderdale is that dude loves detail, and he's very into detail, guys. So that's why, like, people keep asking me all of these questions. It's like, dude, I don't know, because they don't want to, like, they don't want anything being promised or advertised that isn't official. So trust me when I say this, be patient, well worth it. But a couple of the things, because a lot of people have asked, and this is the fastest way to tell a big group of people, you know, uh, the show, the GCW shows are going to be uh, August 22nd and 23rd. Um, I'm going to be landing either the 20th or the 21st, so is uh, Jeff Skelton. In those first couple days, during the, the day, we're going to organize the trips to the Mr. Danger Steakhouse. We can only bring about 12 people per trip. I don't know what the demand is going to be. We're going to find out as people start start to sign up. But uh, both days, we're going to have trips to the Mr. Danger Steakhouse at, for lunch at noon. Uh, and then on the opposite day, the because uh, it'll be me and Jeff Skelton hosting two tours. On day one, if you want to do the steakhouse with me, go for it. On day two, if you want to go to the, the stores with me, go for it. And then Jeff will do opposite so there'll be plenty of time and room for everybody to do every, everything on those first two days. And then we're going to have, um, on the 24th, Big Japan is doing a show at Kuroken Hall. We're going, and then that evening, uh, Schlack is going to be hosting a bar event starting around 9, uh, 9 p.m. after the Big Japan show uh, in Shin, Shin, Shinjuku, which is a big party area of Tokyo. So that'll be like the kind of big uh, farewell party because a lot of people aren't going to come for the whole week. A lot of people are only going to come for those four four days. Uh, if you can stay after that, there's going to be a lot more stuff after that. The Owl Cafe with Takeda doing a fan fest. There's going to be a big Japan show in, a, in another city called Nagoya that I'll be going to. And it sounds like a couple people are going to be coming to that as well. So there's going to be lots and lots of stuff coming. But I just want to kind of use my platform to get that out of the way. Um, the other thing I want to say, guys, this is a listener-supported podcast. I'll be super blunt, okay? And if this ruffles feathers, I don't really care. But um, this is a listener-supported podcast. We don't make money off this. We make a little bit of money through our Patreon. Head on over to patreon.com slash deathmatchnews. I've had about 12 people con- uh, message me and say, we really miss you on the show. Will you please be on the show? It's not the same without you, blah, blah. I appreciate that big time. But I'm not going to like be uh, an egomaniac and list all the stuff I've got going on. We've all got a lot of stuff going on. But these shows take a lot of effort to go through. And I've got two full-time jobs. I've got one part-time job. I'm in school to finish a teaching license, which is a lot of effort. I have a girlfriend. I like to paint. I like to listen to audiobooks. I like to go to the gym. I like to see my friends. And if there's no money coming in... 
nothing's going to come out. I was just doing the thing. I'm going to be sending Mike a little, a tiny little check at the end of this day when I do all of the little uh, calculations of how much money we made. But the fact of the matter is we have about five to 800 monthly listeners of every show. If each one of you guys gave two or three bucks, it would be worth it. But the fact of the matter is it's only about eight people giving. And when you have eight people out of three, you know, out of three to 500 people giving the motivation is it, it's a hobby. And eventually that hobby will not be as interesting as it once was. So I just want to be very blunt about that. So um, if you appreciate all the content that's being put out, go and we got to get our threshold above eight or 10 people out of 500 people. That's just the fact of the matter. If you want to keep on seeing this stuff, keep on going. So, okay, that's my soapbox. We can now get into the news. Um, before we start, is there anything else that you want to add, uh, Mike? No, uh, I agree with you, what you're saying. Uh, there's so much extra content that we could release, too, between back interviews and old things that there's just a lot of things that uh, we can put on that page to make it worth your time to go on it, uh, besides what we normally put on it. So, you know, if you had the time and you support us for $2 a month, I mean, that, that's amazing. And uh, we can do so much more because we try to do this to entertain everybody. And we have so many shows on our, pod, our wrestling cult network now alone. We have five or six different shows. I mean, you know, like... It's it's open public. I'll just say, and I'm sorry if I sound like a prick, but I've had like 15 people message me begging me to come on. I'm like, I have more people begging me to come back to the the show full time than we have people actually donating. You know, um, and if you have 400 people listening and everyone gave two bucks, that's 350 bucks plus for me and Mike to share. Now it's worth it. But when when you're only bringing in 25 bucks a month. I'd much rather take that time and go make real real money and spend time with my girlfriend. I don't know what else to say. So, okay. Um, okay, well, all right, let's get started. I'll quit being a, a big old prick about it because uh, I do appreciate everything, but when I have all of these people begging me to come back full time and I say, okay, have you donated? Well, come on, man, it's a Taco Bell meal, you know? Okay, all right, let's get started. So... Big news of the week, we had two big shows for the main American companies. GCW ran their show in L.A. Uh, this was last Saturday, which would have been March, what, 2nd? Yeah, March 2nd. Um, yep. I was able to go through the show, watch most of it. I didn't watch all of the show. Uh, before I get started, Mike, what did you think of it? Um, it, 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 it was a, There were some matches I enjoyed. Um, it, it's Compared to the last two shows, it's definitely not my favorite. Um, only because it wasn't death centric or heavy. Um, and I'm really not a, uh, the Joey Ryan orange Cassidy really turns me off. Cause I just don't enjoy that. A lot of people do, and that's great for them, but I don't enjoy a guy putting his cock on someone's head and all the play things they're playing. I just thought it was kind of goofy, uh, the way they present the match. And it actually is kind of offensive in a way. Some of the stuff they do, um, the, but, uh, I mean, there was highlights to the show. I mean, I enjoyed Cologne and Gage. Uh, I enjoyed Slack and Crane. It was, it was a sloppier stroll than the last couple, too, I thought, on some aspects. But, uh, you know, I enjoyed Raver and Drew Parker. I mean, a lot of people were bitching because Drew didn't bleed very much, but they still did some crazy spots. And, you know, some of the other matches were all right, too. Um, like I said, I, haven't lo I didn't love the first L.A. show. I mean, uh, I know that they're reaching out to different fans. It looked like they had a pretty good house, too, huh? In the uh, it was a pretty big warehouse there, Ren. 
So it looks like the place is packed, which is, is good on them. It's just, uh, you know, it's hard after 400 degrees, and they said it couldn't be done, which shows were fucking amazing. And, you know, this was just a different kind of show. Yeah. Which different company, you know, it is. Essentially, it's two companies in one, in a way. So it's just a little bit different. Uh, but I did like some things. I even liked a few of the straight matches. Yeah, I thought it like I thought overall it was a good show, but it speaks yeah, to something that bad. yeah yeah it speaks to something that I've been kind of waiting for, which is um doing too you know too much. It's like look, they said it couldn't be done was like in February. I can already say it's going to be one of the top three, if not the number one show of the entire year. So the show after is of course how can you possibly compare to to that? But um, GCW. They're expanding big time. They've got just tons and tons of shows. They're running tons and tons of markets. And I made the comment in one of the groups, I was like, not every show should stream on Fight TV. Not every show should be the big one. You know, it's okay to have some shows just be regular old shows. That's okay, you know. And I think if they would have only had one death match on this show... And I think that would have maybe been a little better in a way because then people wouldn't have had the high expectations. Um, you know, I'll go over a few of the matches in a second. Uh, like I said, I thought it was a good show overall, definitely. But I think that people do just get kind of tired. You know, they get a little drained a little bit of all of this type of stuff. And um, and when you have people saying, oh, Drew Parker didn't bleed that much. Meanwhile, you know, his his back was pretty cut up. I mean, on any other show, on any other, if this was an ICW show or this was AIW out of Cleveland or, or any other show, G. Raver versus Parker would have been a pretty great death match. But because it's a G, because it's a GCW show, you know, it's like, oh, well, you know, there was only like 28 light bulbs and... <laughs> Someone didn't lose their arm. Yeah. Last show, someone lost their arm. How come Slack still can walk? How come he didn't? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So I think that, you know, GCW, they will, um, because they are presenting a pretty extreme style. And, um, you know, that's just one of the things that's going to happen. But, I mean, reception from the show was good, except for the stream. I guess what happened was the building, that they, they got to the building and the building didn't pay the Wi-Fi. So they had to run to a store and get a Wi-Fi hotspot. And that's why the, the stream was pretty bad, which I skipped on the stream and bought the replay the next day. I bought it at Smart Mart the next day, too. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah. It's past my bedtime, so the West Coast shows are too late for me. Yeah. It, it would have had to have been eight death matches for me to stay awake. <laughs> yeah. Which Even they, then I they will be sleep. doing eventually. Yeah. Um, oh, no. no. Um, as for the undercard, um, yeah, it was good. The undercard was good. Uh, Tony Deppin versus, help me out, Mike. Jake Atlas. Thank you. I thought that was a great match. I mean, Tony Deppin's great. That's a dude who should be in fucking AEW, is Tony Deppin. Absolutely. He's got character, Absolutely. he's got skill, he's got everything, you know? And, you know, and I'm just talking on that match a little bit, too. Uh, I, I thought it was really nasty that some of the people were, uh, making, uh, you know, remarks about Jake Atlas and whatnot. 
Uh, I don't know if you saw that online or not, but course, uh, yeah. apparently some of the fans were making, you know, because he, you know, he's a proud member of the LGBT and he had some pins on his shirt and uh, some assholes. Come on, people. Uh, if, if Go down south and stick your thumb in Kevin Brennan's ass and go to his clan show if that's what you want. But just, just you don't need to be in the crowd. I'm sure Brett and Danny could care less if you want to be a fan. You can go somewhere else. Um, Jake put on a really good match. I enjoyed it. Uh, good on him. He wore some pins. Uh, it's just 2019. We can love who we love. Uh, is he hurting you? It's just ridiculous that he got that treatment. And I feel bad for him. And the people that did that should be embarrassed and should never go to a wrestling show again. Uh, because they're not the kind of fans that should be there. Uh, they're lucky they weren't in Chicago or New York. They might have got beaten down. You know, I don't know why they could. Well, I, so this didn't happen at the GCW show. This happened at the P, the PWG show. Um, but, you know, I, all I want to say is, man, Zandig would have kicked that fucker out. How many times did Zandig kick fans out? At least like three oh, yeah. times. And Absolutely. I don't know why promoters, if this is such a big deal, why promoters don't go out and be like, hey, here's your fucking 50 bucks. Get the fuck out of here. Absolutely. Yeah. Even if they didn't get their 50, uh, they, they did, they made a fucking rude remark like that. Get the fuck out. Yeah. I mean, that's just, uh, yeah, there's no place, uh, uh, you know, these guys are out there going out to perform for them. They're not making a million dollars. They're wrestling little indie shows. Yeah. Uh, you know, this is just stupid. I don't want to get on a drum about it and talk for 10 years, but I just, uh, very disgusting. Absolutely. So, um, let's see what else. Um, so, okay, the, you know, the big thing is that, yeah, I didn't like the, obviously I didn't like the scramble match. Obviously nope. I didn't like the Orange Cassidy, Joey Ryan match. Um, but anyway, moving on from those, um, let's see the death matches. We had G Raver versus Drew Parker. I thought it was good. Not great. Drew Parker, if I'm being like, like super critical, way too many four four fifties. I think he did four of them in this match. Yeah. Uh, and the one yep. he did a 450 over the top rope to the outside and landed on his feet. When I'm walking and I'm like jumping down from a ledge to the, the, to the sidewalk, it's like three feet. I like crouch down. I might even get on my butt and shimmy off or something. And this dude's jumping right. like six feet doing a 450 landing on his feet. Never. Not, not in my lifetime, man. Yeah. Uh, but they you won't have knees in 10 years. Dude. <laughs> He'll be walking with me, and we'll have a cane race. It's it's a long game. Don't 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 blow it all when you're 22. Um, but um, yeah, so uh, you know they did all 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 the big raver spots. It's funny how Raver looks so dominant in his matches. Do you know what I mean? He's on a good streak. You know, he's really had some great matches as of late. Um, uh, I'm thinking, you know. He should probably be Gage's next deathmatch opponent. He's really done, uh, you know, he's done some good work lately. I think he's the only choice. I mean, I don't think there's anybody else that you, I mean, he's literally gone through the entire roster. We can talk about that after the the main event. But yeah, I sure. would agree with that. Um, Raver did all, all, all the big moves, the zip line, um, or I'm sorry, the ripcord light tube shot, which is always kind of like, I think that's a really great visual. Uh, yep. Raver won with the, what do you want with a uh, senton, I think? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, good match. Not great, but good. Uh, I know people were saying, oh, Drew Parker bar barely bled. I was just seeing on Facebook his back. It's like... It was all cut up. It was all cut up. I think there are some guys, and, you know, there was, uh, famously one of them was diehard Dustin Lee, that just don't want to cut up their face. 
You know, right. like they're okay with their backs and arms and whatever else, but they just don't want to cut up their foreheads. And I think that's kind of where that comes from. She's Dustin Lee's had chunks taken out, just don't hit him in the face. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's had more bad bumps than bad fucking giant chunks taken out of him. Yeah, I remember back when you know, back in the old days, someone would say, "Oh, he's a bitch for not doing the death matches anymore." I'm like, "Dude's left three pieces of flesh in the ring. I'd quit too." Yep. So uh, let's see. Um, all right, next up we had uh, Crane versus Schlack. Go for it, Mike. Um. I liked it. Um, I was sloppy in some spots, but it's going to be with those two. They brawled a lot out in the crowd. Um, I liked that. The fire spot was cool. Some great pictures were taken from that fire spot. Looks like Marcus is, like, uh, engulfed in fire. Uh, you know, Schlack, you know, being a beast, I thought it was good for him to get a win after the Gage thing because I like to see Gage and Schlack, too, down the road somewhere. The only thing I thought that was really bizarre was – when they gave him like the tranquilizer after the match, that was just this weird. Uh, I felt like we were WWE 1990 for a minute or something. The Repo Man was going to come out and a Million Dollar Man, and I didn't quite understand why they tranquilized him. But good match. Yeah. Good so, match. yeah so quick so match. Like the, good uh, match. The, uh, oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. Hey, Mike. Oh, no, do I'm you, done. Do yeah. you have, uh, do you have me on a speaker? No. Okay, I'm just getting an echo. But okay. No. Okay, cool. So yeah, some of the big spots were all uh, let's see, you know, they they're obviously breaking tubes left and right. They set up this contraption with like a barbed wire board with a log cabin on it outside. Schlack threw Marcus, kind of gorilla press slammed him over the top rope through the log cabin. He missed most of it. Uh, landed on his hips on the outside, uh, on the fucking concrete. They did. Um, you know, I'm trying to think all the spots they did, but it was just a lot of wicked shit. And it all built yeah. up to, yeah, they, they put a door between two chairs. I, I, I kind of want to talk about this for a second. And uh, Marcus Crane, he had, like, lighter fluid. And normally they'll spray it through, like, you know, with the, the nozzle on the end. Well, he couldn't get the right. nozzle open because of, I, I think because of his gloves is my guess. Yeah. And um, so he just, just yeah, he just opens the nozzle and starts pouring it like a bottle of Jack on the fucking table we used way too much lighter fluid, way, way too much. And then he put the container about five feet from the fucking table with an open top on it, lights it on fire. The hells of fucking, or I'm sorry, the flames of hell start coming off. Yeah. Uh, Schlack gives him a kind of like a choking bomb through it. And, um, you know, the old ECW uh, spots, the tables that they used would all four legs would like break at the, the same time. It would land flat and the wrestlers would just roll off of it. Well, this table broke right in the middle, creating a sandwich. And I guarantee you, Marcus Crane wishes he didn't take that fucking bump because he was stuck in that fire for about three seconds. And that is way too long to be stuck in fire. And it's not like, I mean, this was, I mean, he hasn't posted a picture of his back. I'm guessing he's got blisters and welts yeah, and all kinds of shit. He's, he's got some blisters. He was tough. Uh, he's lucky. I thought he was going to go up like fucking WX for a minute with all that fucking lighter fluid. Absolutely. I said, here we go. Here goes another shadow WX running around Crokin Hall fucking on fire. I was like, ooh. If, if he would have had a shirt on, I bet that shirt would have went up. Absolutely. He. It was almost like a Russian fire for a minute. I said, oh, they're going to burn the ring down. Nope. I mean, dude, if that if 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 those fumes would have caught those those flames, you would have like the the ring would have caught on fire. Absolutely. I mean, be, you got, that's <laughs> with fire. That stuff is dangerous. Be careful. That's all, man. 
Uh, so, um, overall, yeah, not the best match that they've had. I think the best match they had was that that one with the darts back in January of 2018, I think. Um, yeah, yeah, back in Howell. Um, I mean, that, I, but, yeah, it was pretty good. And then after, yeah, they did the spot where, like, he gave him a tranquilizer, and then he pinned Schlack as, like, a ghost pin. I feel like they just want to keep heat on the feud so both of them can each keep on claiming wins on each other. But, okay, whatever. Yeah, they each, they each beat each other uh, a week apart because they just had that ICW match, too. So, yeah. they're, uh, they're two and two, uh, you know, as long as they don't kill each other by the time they the end of the feud. Man, we got a long time before that. Uh, let's see. And then we have the uh, the main event, Nick Gage versus Alex Colon. I thought it was uh, kind of the same thing, like good, not great. You know, I, I, I think a lot yeah. of that, that is just because you can't top what happened last month. So, um, they had, you know, tons of light tubes, a couple panes of glass, they brawled into the, the street, which was, you know, like, they brawled all over the building, they brawled into the street, they brawled into the merchandise, um, Gage threw Alex into the merchandise table and wiped it out, and Brett Lauderdale looked so annoyed, I'm like, fuck, I gotta pick up all this shit now, uh, it was pretty funny, and then they, um, went in the ring, did all, all, all the the big spots, it felt like they were both like constantly jostling for control of the match. Is what it felt like. You know what I mean? Um, exactly. It, yeah. And then Gage won with uh, he did a pile driver off the top rope through a pane of glass. Uh, Alex Colon yeah, a lot did, of a on. lot of false finishes at the end. Yeah. Uh, Alex Colon did his pop up. Um, and then Gage won with a couple pile drivers and a power bomb. Uh. Yeah, good, not great, but the big story is, like, the booking of, like, where do you go here, right? Yeah, it's going to kind of become a, well, you know, we thought twice in a row that Gage might lose. It's going to be, like, the win will Gage lose is going to be betting odds. Vegas is going to, you know, start to 4-1, to 10-1. to Yeah, when when does Gage, uh, you know, when does he give up the title? You know, he's had for over 400 days. I mean, just uh, the fact that people he's uh, defended against is just uh, quite amazing. You know, from straight wrestling to deathmatch wrestling. I mean, I think he's, he has nothing else really to prove with that reign. And he doesn't need a belt. He's Nick Gage. He can main event every show without a belt, you know? Well, I he think... He just doesn't need that. You know, uh, someone was talking to me, and they were like, you know, they're going into Mania Weekend, and, um, you know, right. it, it's likely that Gage is good. You know, well, it's not likely. It's, it's true. You know, Gage is booked on a couple other shows. And I can imagine they want... Him holding the, the, the title, put a little bit of more eyes on that title as he goes from show to show. So maybe it's not going to happen yeah. until after, but. Yeah, I mean, I'm just looking here real quick. I mean, you know, he beat Tremont, Violence, or Jack, Homicide, uh, Ricky Shane Page, he defended the title in Beyond. Uh, Mance Warner and Teddy Hart, he defended the title in Black Label Pro. John Wade Murdoch, Penta, Marcus uh, Crane, Sabu, Rich Swan, David Arquette, Brody King. Jack Evans, Chris Dickinson, Eric Ryan, Schleck. Uh, that's a pretty good list of indie wrestlers there. Top uh, deathmatch and non-deathmatch indie wrestlers. Yeah. And, yeah, I would say the only guy left, but, well, the only two two guys left on the roster who could actually take it would be G. Raver, which I don't really see him taking it, but um, it would be G. Raver and then Jimmy Lloyd. And my money is on Jimmy Lloyd. Think so? Yeah, I just think that that's, like, the next step, you know. Um, we'll see, of course, but that's what I... What, my guess would be he's going to defend against Raver at some point. 
And then uh, my money would be on Jimmy Lloyd to take it at the Chicago show, or maybe TOS. My only my only question on that is, do you think they'd put it on him for a guy who's still, I don't want to say jobs, but loses a lot in CZW? Well... Or do you think he would end his... No, I think, I think that definitely would... I think he would... I mean, this is all complete guess. I think he would end, end the relationship with CZW because, man... I watched that CZW show, and that shit fucking sucked. And I thought the crowd thought it sucked, too. Because, I mean, that that was just such a poor show, in my opinion. Um, uh, but anyway, um, yeah, I would imagine that he would have to be like, look, you guys, I, I can't be losing to this guy and that guy. And, um, you know, we'll see. But I just think that Jimmy Lloyd is, is going to start picking up wins. I'm pretty sure he's going to beat Takeda. In uh, at the spring break show, and beating Takeda, boom, he's got to get a title shot after that. Yeah. That blows my mind beating Takeda. You're probably right, but I just, uh, I just always see Takeda as unbeatable. <laughs> well, we'll see how he does in, in the Ikitosin if he wins the Ikitosin. Um, uh, the first match was fucking amazing. See, I didn't watch it yet, so oh, I won't spoil it. If you go on the death match cult page, all five matches are up. Yeah, if you we'll... want to watch them in a real quick order. Yeah, we'll we'll go over that in a minute. Um, but I, that that was my plan this evening uh, was to do that actually. Um, really good their match standout. Really good. Cool. Sick. <laughs> so um, let's see. You want to go over the CCW show? Yeah, I didn't watch it. Uh, I, well, I I, I should say I looked at it real quick, but I didn't watch much. I I saw more of the uh, the foolish riot that I had some opinions on. But yeah, we can go over that. Yeah, Absolutely. I'm not going to talk about it a lot. I do want to say a couple things about it. So it was called the trifecta of whatever, and yeah, for so like the, sure. the whole show except for one match, the death match was all three ways, and it was you know, and there was a lot of intergender stuff. And I'm watching the show, and Brett Lauderdale in the most petty way possible, he was like doing like this live <laughs> shit feed of it on on Twitter. It's kind of funny, but um, they're back to 90 people in the crowd. You can read a book yeah. in there, and man, when the crowd ain't doing shit, it just takes you out of the whole show. I mean, this fucking GCW show, the crowd was going ape shit for like flies on the wall, yep. and this CW show, I mean, it was so quiet. And um, like in and the opening scene is Larry Legend telling people, "Welcome to the trifecta of blah 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 for CCW." Da da da, and like the crowd is dead silent, and he's like. <laughs> Make some noise, you know. Um, and over and over, like, and we'll get into it in the Tremont match, but even he had to do that like a couple times during the match. But, um, yeah, just a lot of those sloppy video game finisher, hundred and fifty pound flipathons, um, which yeah. th that shit sucks. It just sucks to me. And and they even are using subpar flippy guys. Yeah, you don't even know half of them. I don't know anybody on these cards. And I watched fucking yeah, Cage of Death. Was, yeah, it was, uh, their flippy guys were like Jackson Stone, Sage, Kanan, J. George. I don't know J. George. I don't know Demi Exo. I don't know Griffith McCoy. I, I don't, I've heard of Matt McIntosh and Matt Trevis. I've, I've heard of Anthony Bowens. Uh, I, <laughs> Pat Buck, I know he used to own WrestlePro. That's about the extent of, uh, my knowledge of those guys uh, is just uh, absolutely insane. Yeah. I mean... You know, we, they did, were doing a few shows that were halfway human, and uh, then we went back to this, this trash show. Uh, you know, the young, dumb, and broke tag team 
the the gymnasty boys. It just yeah. I mean, it's just it's just like who's even on this show? Of like, you know, Mance Warner's not on the fucking show. You don't have your fucking world champion. Um. <laughs> He was in Chicago wrestling in front of a real crowd for MLW. Yeah, you don't have, um, like, just thinking of fucking Cage of Death. You don't have Masada. You don't have RSP's not on the show for some reason. I don't know where he was, but you didn't have RSP. You don't have, um, obviously, MJF. You don't have Joe Gacy, who he's been around for quite a while. DJ Hyde didn't fucking wrestle on the show. You obviously don't have Onita. Um, you don't have, you know, you didn't have, um... Jimmy Lloyd wasn't on the show. You didn't have uh, Maria Manic. Mitch Vallon was not on the show. Kid Osborne wasn't on the show. Nobody from Cage of Death was on this show. Brandon Kirk wasn't on the show. Yeah, Yeah, so it's like, look, it's like people always want to say, and look, I don't, if you listen to the Wrestling Bubble, the show I do with my friend Adam, which that's just him and me having a piss take, but we talk about it all the time of like, I'm so sick of people tweeting me and saying, Oh, you're sleeping John Silver and Casey Navarro had a match of the night. Look, I can watch matches of the night for days. Wrestling has never been better, but the problem is when the bar raises that high, I'm not going to go out of my way to watch two no-name flippy guys fucking fly all over the arena in front of 90 fans taking a nap. If I want to watch really quality flippy stuff, I'll watch Pro Wrestling Guerrilla. Yeah. I won't watch CZW for it. Yeah. I'll watch PWG or, or uh, AAW uh, because they have names. They have Bandito, Jeff Cobb, bigger names. I, I don't know Griffith fucking McCoy. I don't know Anthony Bowens. The guy that won, Matt Travis, I don't really know him. Uh, just absolutely ridiculous. And that stupid riot. Okay, let's, let's just weigh this real quick in my mind. GCW wants to do an invasion angle with Nick Gage at Cage of Death. No, that's not a good idea. But I got a fantastic idea a year later. Let's team up with House of Glory, because everyone knows House of Glory, and we'll do a fake riot. There was only one person that was excited about that. God bless them. That was Captain Dave. I was going to say fucking uh, uh, Bentley. Oh, Bentley and Captain Dave, and God bless them. And I don't think Dave was disgusted by it, too. I've never, it was just the most ridiculous, fake-ass, punch riot, throw a soda in your face. And who gives a fuck about House of Glory? Uh, No one wants to see CZW versus you versus House of Glory. Dude, a bunch of people tweeted me, and they said, oh, my God, Hog just invaded the CZW. I'm like, the Harley Owners Group? Like, what the fuck is Hog? (laughs) (laughs) For real? Did yeah. Really do that? Wow. Well, I take that back. I'm wrong. Apparently, there are some people that want to see Hog take on fucking CZW. I mean, I'm really that. talking this one guy who okay. messages me all of the CZW news, and I tell him blunt to his face, I go, "Bro, I don't fucking care. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, does, I'm does painting. Live, I've got my fucking does, Bob, uh, my Bob Ross set he, out. Does he live downstairs to his mother's house in the cellar? Oh, I don't it's... know. No, no offense to him, but. I don't think anybody's excited. That was the most ridiculous, stupid fucking riot I've ever seen. And no one gives a fuck about... I mean, Amazing Red was on the card, okay. But uh, the House of Gagone and the rep feuding for the tag title and having a House of Glory invasion. Oh, boy, that's exciting. Yeah, like, what are they invading for? Like, okay, with... uh, Like, what are they invading? Are they stealing money from them or something? Like, what are you invading for? 
they're fighting to see who can who can uh, claim the uh, where they run the Voorhees place again. I don't know. I have no idea. Sportatorium uh, Academy, something or other. Yeah. Some bullshit. Yeah, I don't know. It's just it's the for usually. Uh, yeah, like I said, GCW, CZW, boy, that did good business at that point. Yeah. Because, no, because that had an angle. Home. You had Nick Gage. This is my house. I'm taking it back. We're the, you know, yeah. we're the it, new it's kings. Like Brett and Nick said, came over and printed money and said, "Come on, Deej, I will share it with you." Yeah. And no, 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 no. House of Glory in a year. Uh, you know, I know. Oh, Jesus, it's, it's like their next year. CZW is going to get invaded by uh, IWF Idaho. It's a local promotion that runs out of Idaho. Uh, so keep keep your uh, eyes open for that. Yeah, the Spud and, Man attacking DJ Hyde. Yeah, but but then they can run Idaho and claim they're the first. What like <laughs> the first you saw that Idaho. clip? I know you saw Brett Lardale post those clips, and I went out and found them. Sorry, guys. And um, uh, of of uh, yeah, of what was it? DJ Hyde talking to some guy saying. Oh, I've wrestled in WWE. I've wrestled in this company. I had a bunch of matches against CM Punk and Daniel Bryan. It's like that's, that's probably from the interview I did with him a while back. <laughs> I sent. No, I'm serious. I sent it. Uh, I've got that same shit in the interview because uh, as soon as I got done with the interview, Brett wanted it, so I sent him the rough copy, and we were joking about it after. It's yeah, I have just, an old interview with DJ that t- talks about how he toured the world and WWE and and all that stuff. Yeah, okay. It's just like, dude, why? So someone was messaging me, and good friend of mine and stuff, and we were talking. I know he's probably going to hear this, and don't think I'm trying to shit on you or nothing, but some fans cling to the past, and they think things can change, and what I talk about is like, CZW is your ex, your, your, your high school girlfriend, and you broke up after college, and you kept in touch, and now she's a fucking meth head with seven kids living in the projects. She ain't coming back. <laughs> CZW ain't coming it. back. I love it. CZW is a pregnant 30-year-old with seven kids hooked on meth. I Smoking love it. Smoking menthols, working at the fucking the, the corner Working at the stop. corner, sucking some cock. <laughs> yeah. That's what, she, that's what, that's what, uh, that's what she's doing. We'll, we'll call her uh, Dina. <laughs> Dina Hyde. <laughs> Dina Hyde. There you go. But Hyde. The next, like person, the next person who wants to tell me, Oh, DJ needs to do this, and Zandig should have never sold the fucking company, and blah, blah, blah. Zandig wanted out. Zandig wanted money. Zandig sold the fucking company. DJ owns it. DJ sucks. CZW sucks. Let it go. It's not CZW anymore. Let it go. Quit worrying about it. Any little bit of progress they made, and they did make some for me, they killed it right here. It just... This was the worst show. I mean... I, I used to bitch about Space Monkey. At least he's somewhat of a name. This show was even fucking worse. Uh, oh, Spring Break just announced. Nick Gage versus Otani. Ooh, I want to watch that. Just announced. Yeah. Sorry to cut that, that in. One. Someone sent that to me. I was going to say, that's, uh, that, that should be quite a fucking hard-hitting match. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> well, match just started to be announced. I'll be front row there, so I'm excited for that, man. Absolutely. Shit, yeah, I got surgery, so I'm going to have to pass this year. But I'm thinking about TOS because I'm going to have surgery in March. So I'm thinking I, I might be able to do TOS this year. Awesome. I'm crossing my fingers. You going to TOS? 
No, man. Going to New York is going to expend. And I got New York, and then I got that bullshit in August. That's going to be all the days I can take off from if work. I go, I got to see, like, a whole death match card. Because you know me. I'm, I'm a, I got to see my death match. Yeah. Whole death match card. So if I go, and then uh, by then I, I might be able to just walk with a cane. So I, I don't know yet. I'm, I'm hoping to. Yeah. Got my fingers crossed. We'll see who they announced. I'm hoping uh, uh, Sakona, maybe Sakona's uh, on the card, and maybe bring back Viking. But, uh, you know, little things like that. Cool. Um, well, I do want to talk about the one death match they had on the show. So they had Connor Claxton versus Matt Tremont. I'll be blunt, and I'll keep it short. Connor Claxton sucks. The crowd didn't give a fuck. Um, I love the guy to death, but Matt Tremont has not been looking good lately. And um, there were like four times during the match where Matt Tremont had to yell, Come on, people! Yeah, make some noise! Because, man, they didn't give a shit. There were a couple thumbtack spots, some light tube spots, but this was so paint-by-numbers, get to the end of the match and get out of there. This was a real poor match, in my opinion. Um, I agree. I'm not a Connor fan. I watched part of it. I've never been really a big Connor fan. So, uh, yeah, I would have rather seen Brandon Kirk or Kid Osborne, to be honest with you. Yeah, and they weren't on the show. I think they were in L.A. I think they were at that after-party thing, I think, or one of them was. I don't know. But anyway, um, yeah, whatever. Um, it is what it is. I mean, I thought Connor Claxton was good that one year when he went to the TOS or the TOD finals against, yeah. I want to say either Matt or RSP. I can't remember. Um, like, he had that, that first year was really good. Now, Matt. you know, well, he had that trial series against uh, the Nation of Intoxication. Yeah. Like, you thought that he was going to be one of the new guys in death matches, and... You know, if you don't want to do death matches, that's cool, but at least be a good wrestler. He hasn't grown. Um, it's still like we're seeing first-year Connor. Many guys will grow, and they'll incorporate more moves, and, you know, they'll. he hasn't grown at all. He, he's he's just what he is. You know, he, he's not a – and I don't think he's a great talent on the mic. Um, he seems to get in every bad faction that's possible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, he, he's in love with Deej, Dojo Deej, uh, Deej on the corner, Deej Did on the Did you see that clip of Matt Riddle talking about DJ Hyde? No, I didn't. Oh, it is so fucking funny. It's like 90 seconds. He went to the CCW Dojo, and he, 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 you know, he was in UFC, and he had already been doing some right. wrestling, and he goes to the Dojo, and um, he goes in, and he, he meets DJ, and DJ starts... DJ has no clue who he is and starts oh, no. giving him all of this basic stuff about how to run the ropes and, and how to do this. And DJ, and and then they're like, uh, you know that's Matt Riddle, right? And DJ's like, oh, that's Matt. And, you know, uh, look, DJ hmm. is a fat fucking weirdo, and Matt Riddle is like the most cut guy in the world, and he's trying to give him advice on all this stuff. Yeah. Next week, DJ is going to be mentoring Dory Funk Jr. and Danny Hodge. Yeah. He's going to be teaching them some basic wrestling moves. So he's going to you know, teach Dory and Terry how to wrestle. So DJ says, okay, well, hey, let's, uh, let's spar up, and I'll see what you got and see if you got what it takes. And, what Roy, got, and, and Drew Gulak goes up to him and goes, hey, look, DJ's going to shoot on you. He does it to everybody. So once you get in there, just take him down and choke him out, or else he's never going to, like, he's going to shoot on you. So be ready. So Matt's like, so I get in, and within five seconds, I double leg take him down, I get him in a choke, and I, and I choke him out, and he's got to, you know, and he fucking taps. And DJ gets up, and he goes, good moves, man, good moves. I think that you might be a star one day. 
I, you just used a sentence I've never thought I would heard uh, together. DJ Hyde shoots. Yeah. I never thought I'd ever hear those words put together unless it was a gun, maybe. But I didn't think he'd as a shooter. Well, there's all those stories about him kicking the rope in the in the trainees' faces if they get too close uh, to the ring. Because he's a big bully. He's yeah. a big bully. He's not a sh- he's a shooter in my asshole. But he's a big bully. You know that's where that's where he gets his urge. You can tell them all the stories, and they might eat it out of his asshole. But uh, you weren't in WWE. Uh, you, you were toured Hungary once and did a death match there. Congratulations. You're the yeah. Hungarian fucking hero. I don't get it. Don't... All, right. all right. Let's all right. get off the because we'll be going too long. Let's get going. I, I never <laughs> wanted to be on him. Okay. <laughs> you don't want to put your foot on his head down in the gutter? Nah, let him be. He's got a pretty cute wife, so let him be. He's having fun. Has he? I haven't seen his wife. Yeah, she's in that Vice documentary. Oh, well, good for him. Yeah, he's, he's got, got a cute yeah. wife. Yeah, good for him. He's doing good. Um, let's see. Uh, Joe Gacy is going to be out. So, okay. Um, LAU, so what's up with this upcoming GCW show? It's an interesting show. Uh, they haven't released a whole lot, and the show is Friday. Um, it's got Alice Cologne against Joe Gacy. Um, it's got a guy named Ty Hill, who I've searched the internet for and can find absolutely nothing. All I get is a running back for a Kansas City football team. I uh, searched every means and possible. I don't know who Ty Hill is. He's taking on Tony Deppin. Uh, Jimmy Lloyd and Drew Parker. And then I know Oren Vedit, I believe Cody Rice and Dysfunction were announced. It's kind of a strange card. Uh, you know, we haven't heard any Slack. We haven't heard any G-Raver. Uh, no Marcus. No Gage. No Eric Ryan. Uh, I know it's going to be in a club in Philly, so we're probably not going to be doing too much death stuff because, you know, in Philly you really can't do glass and whatnot and things like that. Barbed wire. Well, glass and fire. So I don't know. It's interesting. It's got me intrigued a little because I really haven't announced a lot about it yet. You know, the club looks pretty cool, but I'm not sure what uh, what to expect going into this, and I would imagine they're still going to announce five more matches. Uh, it's just uh, been real kind of quiet about this show. Uh, you know, nothing else has been announced. I know just, just this week uh, they started announcing matches. It was it was described to me that that you know they want to that that if they can get a foothold in like a smaller arena like this that they can have like kind of compound shows again, smaller shows. Right, right. But then someone else pointed out they're like. Some of those compound shows had like fly-in talent with like hundred fucking light tube death matches, you know. Right, but right, Medeo, you know. Yeah. Play. Yeah, but it it was still well. They had you know Jody Fleisch and yeah. uh, Teddy Hart and blah blah blah. But um, you know, it's just the idea that they can have smaller shows, and people just need to know that not every show is the fucking big one, you know. So. Uh, with that said, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I'm sure there'll be a couple barbed wire matches, but I, I would imagine Schlack will be on the show just because he's from Philly. But, yeah, I wouldn't expect uh, Marcus Crane to come in from Chicago for this. You know, this is going to be kind of a smaller show, and they're actually bringing in a lot of the ICCW guys. They got Cody Rice, Dysfunction. Yeah, they're, they're all in town for H2O the next day, too, yeah. so makes good sense. Maybe they'll bring in some of the guys coming in for H2O, too. Yeah, Maybe which we'll see Eddie only or some of those guys. I think that you can really at this point you can really kind of say that um, ICW out of Milwaukee. You know they've got two ICWs, but ICW out of Milwaukee is kind of like they're kind of kind of like sister company almost. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah. In H two O too, I think they all they all kind of you know. Uh, well. I think it's smart if they run shows back to back because you'll draw more fans. I think in the area, you know. 
then you give fans a choice to see them. Plus, you you know, even if you're flying people in, you can split cost. I think companies can do more of that. It's it's smart. Yeah. Uh, to do, you know, ICW just had their last show, which is really good. You can check out. I did an interview with the Function here uh, last week. I'll be listening and, to it uh, at the gym here in an hour. Nice for the news, and you know, he he's doing a lot of good things. I mean, killer lineup for Insane Eight this year. Killer lineup. Yeah. You know, no no fillers. Uh, you know, really good lineup. He's got the uh, the younger guys Deathmatch tournament, which I'm kind of psyched about uh, coming up this next month with Eddie Only, who I'm pretty hot on. Uh, you know, announced for the summer show Slack and Orn Vedit. Mm-hmm. So he's yeah. definitely, uh, you know, he's bringing a lot of guys in. He said he's got a lot of big surprises. So you know, between what they do and then you know what H2O does, uh, I know uh, I've just, ooh, I don't know if I should, I don't want to say yeah. I'll tell you after. I was right. going to say something, but I better not say that part yet because it's not out yet, but I'll tell you after. Cool. Um, <laughs> the other thing I wanted to say about it, so Joe Gacy is going to be on a show. He, it, it's Joe Gacy against yeah. Dysfunction, right? No, him and Cologne. Evan, oh, I, yeah, I thank you. That. Thank yep. you. Um, so I, I'm guessing this is where Alex Cologne can start rebuilding after taking so many losses, you know, in, in the big, you know, that's the problem with, with, with getting chosen for the big star matches is that, you know, you got to eat the pin in most of them. But, um, so yeah, um, so the thing about Joe Gacy is, um, Joe Gacy couldn't be more CCW home, homegrown. He's on the show. Dan O'Hare has been at a couple of the GCW after parties. Brandon Kirk has been at, or I'm sorry, not Brandon Kirk, but Kid, but Kid Osborne was at the They Said It Couldn't Be Done after party. These guys aren't there for no reason. Um, you know, there's just, you know, put the dots together. There are people who are looking for better jobs, you know. And um, so you got that. But I do think it's interesting that Joe Gacy is going to be on this show uh, because he did a couple of the compound shows back in the day, and then he wasn't. You know, so I do think that's a little interesting to see Joe Gacy on, on the show. Yeah, him and Nick Gage had a wild compound match. Yeah, it went all over the building. It was pretty, uh, pretty wild, like an old school brawl. I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, so yeah, I'm excited for that show. Uh, I'll have to catch the replay because I'll be at work when it's on. But uh, cool. Um, next up, let me say something, and then, uh, and then I'll let you go off because I know that you'll go off for quite a while. But so Ian <laughs> Rotten's canceling the 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 King of the Death matches, and it's your fault. It's the fans' fault because of you. We can't run the King of the Death matches. Okay, I want to, I want you to know that. Um, there are too many Death Match tournaments. in uh, In the beginning of 2018, we were all like, "This is the greatest time ever for Death Match wrestling," and it is. Yep. It is. Yep. But too much of a good thing. We have too many deathmatch tournaments, and there and now the talent is really starting to get over saturated. You know, what I mean, every show has basically the GCW loyals are like the core of the deathmatch scene right now. Schlag, G. Raver, Marcus Crane, Jimmy Lloyd, a couple others, um, and there are too many tournaments. And the fact of the matter is, is if if King of the Deathmatch would have ran, it would have been the weakest tournament out of out of. The ICW Insane 8, the two tournaments that GCW does. The TOD still has a bit of hype. Um, I'm trying to think, what are the other big tournaments? I can't even think of them. Uh, Crimson Cup uh, 3. Crimson Cup. Yeah. Uh, Primos. Uh, his son's tournament. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The train right, the train right, Southern right tournament. Southern Sickness Cup. So, uh. I think if there's not the King of the Deathmatch, good. Because you just, you can't keep oversaturating the market because... The other part of it is, man, fuck, dude. These dudes can't handle all this. Like, GCW's got that double shot coming up, and I'm like, 
I really hope that those guys that they, you know, you can't book Schlack in two back-to-back death matches. I mean, they do do tournaments. And it, it's just a little bit too much at, at some point. So for if there's no King of the Death match, I'm perfectly fine with that. Anyway, go on. Uh, and and I, I, I agree with you. Um, and, and here's the thing, too, you can do that a lot of companies are doing, and even GCW does. Just run an all-deathmatch show. You don't have to have a tournament. Have seven or eight death matches. Have six death matches. A couple in-betweeners. They're just as good as the tournaments. Guys are fresh. Guys have one match. Uh, there's no downer matches. Just just run a death match card. Yeah, absolutely. Don't need to always do tournaments. Uh, you know, and that's for Ian. I mean, who cares? Um, no one really cares. There's no big loss uh, with Ian. Uh, I, I hope his son runs an amazing tournament and makes Ian look like a fucking idiot that he is. I don't have much more to say about Ian. <laughs> Very cool. No, yeah, let's move on. I forgot about him. Um, Joey Janela gave an interview, and this is going to be a lot of speculation and a lot of, like, there's no, like, we shouldn't even be talking about it, but it is kind of fun anyway. But Joey Janela gave an interview, and he talked about going to do, um, you know, talk, he started to talk about AEW, and he very blatant, you know, bluntly said, um, I want death matches in AEW. He goes, look, you've got me, I've done a bunch of death matches, You've got Jimmy Havoc, who's known for death matches, like he is a deathmatch fucking wrestler, and he wants to have either death matches in AEW or he wants GCW to partner with AEW in some way. We still don't know the business structure that AEW is going to have going forward in the way they're, that they're going to partner with companies and stuff. Um, obviously, Matt Tremont wants that match with Cody. Bad, you know. I mean, that's like always be, always going to be there and stuff. Um, I don't like. I, I'm gonna. I'm always gonna be very bearish or whatever. I'm. I'm gonna be the downer on this, where I just can't see a television product like TNT being okay with having like bloody death. Now I can see a feud ending with a barbed wire board match and one light tube spot. Okay, maybe that. But I don't know. I mean, do you have any comments about AEW partnering with GCW or doing death matches? Uh, I don't think you're going to see a 200 light tube match on TV. Yeah. I would agree. Uh, I think, you know, we've seen barbed wire and TNA, uh, Lucha Underground. We've seen some light tubes and some planes of glass. Uh, but they used they used them. They made points with them. You know, they teased the spot. They'd had the plane of glass. It's not like they had 40 panes of glass. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, they had that one and they made a point to it. Guys bled. Uh, wrestlers will always bleed. Uh, but to see like the extreme crazy ultra violence on TV, at least not not on regular TV. I think maybe with the streaming services that are out there, like Netflix or somebody, might be able to pick something up someday. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But just not not on TNT. Yeah, I can see like you know they're gonna have fight TV pay per views. Sure. And I can see Joey Janela having a feud with whoever um, Adam Page, and they want to end it in a no rope barbed wire match. I could see, I could definitely see that. And maybe I don't see Adam Page doing no world barbed wire, but maybe. Well, everyone does one. I feel like you know. Yeah. And uh, true. So yeah. yeah, we'll Perhaps. see. Um, I think you know. I think it'll be cool. I'm excited for AEW. It's like the only thing I'm actually excited for. <laughs> but anyway, so um, okay. So if you wanted to, do you want to talk Japan or do you want to go over results? Oh, whatever you want to do. Well, let's get the news out of the way, I guess, and then we'll do results and finish up here. Um. 
No, I didn't watch the Big Japan uh, Ikitosin. Uh, I'm going to watch it tonight. You, uh, It's up on all the major platforms you can find, including the Wrestling Cult Facebook pages and stuff. But, um, you know, they they opened up at Kirken Hall on February 28th. This was really one of the wildest deathmatch shows in a long time in Japan. They had five deathmatches. Um, the main two were going to be uh, Takeda against... Uh, uh, Takeda defeated Sakuda in... Well, I'll let you go go over the show. What did you think of it, Mike? Well, I, I loved it. Um, uh, I thought it was great. Um, I thought Takeda and Sakuda was amazing. I mean, just, just uh, ridiculous with those long-ass spikes, putting them through Takeda's mouth, uh, and then him doing the same. I mean, the light tube spots, uh, you know, Takeda looked like a beast with the smaller guy. Sakuda's going to be a star, though. Um, I really think he's going to break through. Uh, even though he has that small size, I think he's going to develop the, the legend around him because he's doing some crazy, crazy shit. Uh, I'm not going to go into total detail and spoil it for you. Uh, Kadoka and, and Ido was pretty good. Uh, I really liked uh, Fujita and Tuskamoto. Uh, they did a barbed wire match. There was a big barbed wire board, and they did some spots, some cinder blocks. I thought that was a good matchup. Uh, Hosina and Uki was pretty good. Looked like Uki might actually got hurt in the match a little bit. Uh, Sakin and Miyamoto was, was okay. Uh, overall, though, with the five of them, it was amazing. I, I just thought it was great. Uh, like, you know, go to the death match call tonight and watch them. All five of them are there. I just thought it was really cool. Uh, having that many death matches on it. I really thought Takeda and Sakota was, was a, you know, if I was going to do a Meltzer, I'd give it a feist. It was a really great death match. It was really, really uh, one of the, probably the best, you know, big Japan death match this year, which, you know, being Takeda hasn't done a lot of singles is pretty easy, but by far the best one this year. Um, and, were you able to watch the match he had against Kasai? The Freedoms I match. I did. That's Freedoms. Yeah. Yeah, yeah what did you think Japan of that match. one? I enjoyed it. I thought it was disgusting. <laughs> it was. This one, you're going to think the same about this one. Yeah. I mean, yo, I mean, I, I've i known that Sakuda was going to break out any day. You know, whenever I go to shows, him and me kind of yak back and forth. And he's a big GCW fan. I mean, he's a deathmatch maniac. He really is. He really, he really wants to come to the States. I mean, that's on his bucket list. Um, he's just, he's, he, I don't know, in a way, he's almost like the Matt Tremont of, of, Japan in that he's like, look, I want to live the ultra-violent dream, you know? He's like, I want to be that that crazy motherfucker. Yeah. And There's a spot where they use the needles in the corner. It's going to really make you cringe. Uh, it's just, it was a disgusting match. It was great. It was a disgusting match, though. Man, those spikes are something else. Just something oh, they else. Are. I'm waiting to see him over here now uh, because usually, you know, America's about three or four months behind, and he's just, they're so visual. I mean, putting them through both sides of people's mouths. And then he I'm, grabs uh, them like a horse straddle or something. Yeah. Jesus, it's just, uh, yeah, uh, just uh, in, insane. I mean, not much will make me cringe, and uh, even that I kind of look at and cringe a little bit. It's just, uh, you know, and he, he takes some sick bumps, too. Yeah, and and obviously <laughs> he, you know, he, uh, he brings out that saw board sometimes, and... Yeah. That's one of those gimmicks that, like, you can't bump on, so why have it? But there it is, you know. But it's always, like, a big risk factor, and they always do, like, the little, um, you know, kind of side bumps on it, and there's ways to work around it. But, you know, it's something, man. He's going to be a big, big star for sure. So I'm excited for that. Yeah. Um, TOS, Brett. Book him. <laughs> I'm sorry? I said TOS, Brett. Book him. They like bringing in the international talent. If we keep put, I mean, I push for them. I'm like, hey, you, if you want, 
you know, the big GCW thing is we want to be the first guy to bring, you know, to expose the new talent. Sakuda's that dude, man. Yeah. Like, this is his if year. Wanna, yeah, if you want to see there, uh, tweet Brett. Yeah, tweet him on uh, tweet him on Twitter and say, bring in Sakuda. We want to see Sakuda. Uh, definitely, uh, you know, bring two guys. Let's make it interesting. You brought two for NGI. Bring in seven. Want, yeah, what's that? Uh, <laughs> bring, bring yeah, Viking, bring in seven. Too. I want Viking. Viking is, is coming back. He's got some dates. Bring hey, fucking Viking. What's going on with fucking Rory Gulak? Oh, my God. What a fucking idiot. Okay. So he puts this thing on his Twitter, Instagram, whatever. If he gets, I, I forget, was it 500, I think? If he gets 500 likes or some shit 5, like that. 5,000 followers. 5,000 followers, something, yeah. He'll put the Gulak paint back on and do the little Mondo death match thing. Well, apparently he came fairly close. Uh, was it like four nine something or four five nine or some shit? And then he just uh, no, I'm not gonna do it. I don't know. I don't. I I never really liked him. Uh, I really didn't think he was that great of a worker. Um, never. I can't even say a match. I really say, oh, I remember that Rory Little Mondo match. Yeah. I really thought he was a poor, poor worker. So you know, to come that close, I mean, and you tease it and then just take it all off and forget. I don't know. Uh, yeah, you're, I didn't you're not get your that. brother. You know, you're there was always people always want to do that. If we get X amount of likes, then we'll do this, and then you you almost always fall short. And God bless him, JC Rotten did the same thing, where he's like, "Hey, if we get a thousand likes on our page, we'll announce X Y Z," and they got up to like nine twenty, and then it totally like you know uh, stalled out, and he had to be like, "Fuck it, we're gonna do it anyway." It's like don't. Don't do that stuff because it just it always makes you kind of look bad, man. Like just be like, hey, on Friday we're gonna do this. Um, yeah, Gulak, uh, whatever. You know that was in you know it, like that was during the transition time of CZW, so it, it, it'll always have a bit of a stink on it. And he was whatever. Um, but the thing about it is like he is like a bit of a name from that era, and I'm sure. If he came to ICW, it would pop a couple fans. And I don't know, man. I don't, I don't think he was that big of a name. <laughs> I think a lot of people might go, "Who the fuck is a little Mondo?" Yeah, okay. I, I, I'll be honest with you. I don't think he was. I mean, what, I mean, it was in like one cage of death, and he lost. I mean, he never really did much in any of the TODs. Did one King of the Death match? I really didn't consider. I would say he was like the bottom tier. Yeah, I'm not gonna argue there. Well, the bottom tier is like uh, that fucking uh, five dollar wrestling shit that we saw. So you well, can't compare him to the bottom C tier. The bottom tier of CZW. Okay, yeah, okay, better, much Nine. better. Okay, yeah, I didn't compare him to the the Holocaust denier down south. Yeah, uh, but yeah, at CZW, you know, at a time when they had Drake Younger, J.C. Bailey, yeah. he was definitely Danny the bottom. Havoc, yeah, yeah, he he was a. Uh, he was down low. For sure. Um, let's see. Um, oh, I want to say one thing about Freedom. So free, So I'm so excited. So I'm going to Freedoms on March 31st, uh, prepping to come to New York. I figure, why don't I spend a day in Tokyo and watch a wrestling show? And just so happened, Freedoms is running their first big show uh, since um, Christmas. Uh, it's going to be... They're going to have a, Kur a Kurokin Hall show. And um, so what's going on, so we keep on talking about that Freedoms just doesn't have talent, really. So what they're doing is, it looks like the theme of Kasai's title run is going to be Kasai defending the title against the lower wrestlers and giving them a spot. He's all, you know, he had the match against uh, Kuda, which was star-making. 
absolute star making, crazy match and shit. Yep. Then you had where his pants fell down. Then you have the match against, uh, you know, he, he's going to have a match against Kamui the next time they go to Osaka. It, 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 it hasn't been announced, but they've already laid out the challenges and stuff. So he's going to have a match against Kamui in Osaka um, sometime in like the next month or two or something. And then, um, so the other big, uh, the other kind of homegrown star that they've had who's been, they're kind of like, you know, one of the upper guys that the fans really like is a guy named Toru Su- Toru Sugiera, and um, he's a nice guy, lots of fucking charisma. He's kind of like the Tony Deppin of Freedoms, where he's like that that undercard guy who just lots of charisma. The fans love him. Good, good wrestler. He's done some deathmatch stuff in the past, like he did like a thumbtack deathmatch back in 2014 or 15 in one of the tournaments they did. He's done a couple barbed wire board matches. He did. One or two no-ring death matches where they had a couple light balls, but he's never done, like, death matches. You know what I mean? Well, he he had a baby about a, a year or so. No, not a year, maybe six months ago. And he's been starting to promote freedom shows. He's he, He's been promoting freedom shows in Nagoya. He, provoke, he, he promoted one of the Shinkiba shows not that long ago, back in November. And he's just kind of getting more involved in the company. Well, um, he's going to challenge for the title at March thirty first against against Kasai, and he and he wants a death match. He's like, bring on the light balls. This is going to be a light tube alpha death match. Um, so this is going to be another guy. Is he going to do death matches consistently? I kind of doubt it, but it is a new face. It's going to be probably be a really good match. So we've got that uh, to look forward to uh, from Freedom. So I'm excited for that, that I'll be able to see, because I've been a fan of his for quite a while, and it'll be it'll just be fun to see his um, coming out party, I guess. Absolutely. Absolutely. So. It's a new challenger, too. Maybe he'll decide he likes death matches. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, there's always that chance that he might get in there, because, you know, you have Udo, they tapped Udo on the shoulder and said, hey, we need someone for this fucking tag team tournament. Do you want to do it? And he said, yeah. And now look, Udo's in the Ikitosin. Udo's a deathmatch wrestler now. I was just watching part of that match again with Sakata and Takata. He's the nasty spot where he breaks a beer bottle and just carves the fuck out of Sakata. Sorry. Beer bottles are terrible, man. He carves them bad, too. He just grates across them. Well, um, okay, so the last thing we got to talk about is just results and upcoming shows. Uh, what were the big shows since the last time you did a show? Uh, one second here. Well, I, I'll skip over. I mean, I had some Japan stuff. I'm not going to go into all that. Uh, I had some, you know, the, we had the Ikutos and we talked about. Uh, GCW we talked about. Uh, the Suburban Fight Club show was actually better than the last one. I haven't watched it all, but... The crime time guys take light tubes to the head. I saw that. Yeah, <laughs> I was, uh, and they were actually uh, well. You see, on the LA show, they were actually talking during the death match, like they were loving it. I thought that was kind of interesting that uh, uh, they took some light tubes, and uh, Nick Gage and Andy Williams looked pretty good. Uh, so that show, you know, looked uh, interesting. Uh, obviously, game changer. I don't know to go over their results, but I'm not going over all the CZW results. Um, MLW had a death match. I haven't seen it yet, but I heard it was pretty good. It was Mance Warner in L.A. Park. Uh, That's a match that I do want to see, good. yeah. And, and Jim Cornette called it because <laughs> he's their new announcer. Yeah. So uh, He was great, too. To yeah. Oh, without a doubt. I I, I don't – I love Cornette. I listen to both of his podcasts. I know he hates deathmatch wrestling, but I love the old school shit. And 
I was mad this week that there was no drive through But uh, <clears throat> back on that note, uh, yeah, I, I'm excited to see that matchup, too. Looks like a really good match. MLW, 2,200 people, too. Yeah. Pretty good. They sold that place out. Uh, IWA Mid-South had some results, but I don't really want to talk about them. Uh, there was no death matches. Uh, you know, there's nothing really. The main event was Kevin Giza and Logan James, if that tells you anything. Uh, <laughs> uh, obviously, we uh, during the Giant Baba show, uh, they had to do a little butcher memorial thing. Uh, there was a bunkhouse match. Onita did his little bunkhouse match there. Um Mexico, I've got a lot of upcoming things, not so much results, but I got well, some real upcoming quick, We didn't talk about it. So, Onita had his his double knee surgery. Knee, yep. And, um, you know, look, it's the same old story. He can't walk. He says he's coming to the GCW show, but he won't be able to wrestle. But he's going to be doing signings and everything. I can't imagine that GCW is happy with this. That's all. Yeah, his knee looks nasty. Yeah. Big, yeah. nasty scar right down the middle of him. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'm surprised he'll be walking then. Uh, well, he he's, he says he's still going to be in a wheelchair. I mean, so I read this Yahoo News article that had an interview with his surgeon, and basically the surgeons told him not to even go. They're like, look, even that plane flight is like, oh, look, yeah, the pressure. being stuck, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, being stuck on a 14-hour plane flight, man, it's brutal. Like, if you have any injury, yeah. it's not fun. No, no, you're tightening up and everything's, yeah, you can only get so much stretching. Yeah, so. It's a long-ass flight. Yeah, so anyway, um, but okay, go on, sorry. No, um, you know, we got some announcements for some things coming up. Um, uh, Crimson Crown, which used to be Blood Brothers, they changed their name. Uh, they announced the first two guys for the 2019 Crimson Cup. It's going to be Viking and Casanova Valentine. So that's pretty cool. Um, DTU uh, this month are uh, running. Uh, they're running 315. Uh, it's going to be Damian and Bastia 666 against the La Mazios and the Crazy Boy and Perinico. 317 is going to be Bastia and Damian against La Mazios, Crazy Boy, Perinico, and Guerrero Alaferno and La Momia. Uh, and 324, La Mazios will be taking on L Jr. and Perinico. And then on 331, Lamazios will be taking on Crazy Boy and Ultimate Gladiator. After that, the April shows are going to have Oren Vedit, uh, G. Raver, and Anthony Green. So they are bringing back some talent um, into DTU. It looks like they're starting to run some more shows. The March 30th NGX show, uh, the Rejects will be there taking on Morte Extrema and Lord Byron. And Aiden Blackheart will be there taking on Venom and Sick Boy. The main event will be Core and Sikito. Uh, the winners of the last two NGX Deathmatch tournaments. And then Lunatic Extreme and Lunatic Fly, the uh, guys who kind of made a name for themselves in Zona 23, will also be uh, on that card. Uh, the Resistance in Chicago has announced they're going to be doing another uh, Death Becomes Us this summer. Uh, they also announced the main event for their Chapter 6 show, uh, Sabu versus Madman Pondo versus Oren Vedit. And I know the Rejects are going to be on that card, too. Uh, VOW uh, is going to be running Lords of Anarchy 5 in September. They've announced a bunch of talent. Dale Patrick's, John Wayne Murdoch, Slack, both the Hooligans, Marcus Train, and Wax is going to be returning. Uh, first time in about eight years to a death match. Uh, Wax hasn't done anything in a long time, so he's going to be returning uh, for the VOW show. Uh, Unsanctioned Pro runs on April 27th in... Uh, in Ohio, 
They got the uh, the up tournament. Uh, we're going to be interested to match Mance Warner and Alice Cologne. The Hooligans will be taking on the Space Pirates. Uh, Marcus Crane, Devin Moore, Neil Diamond Cutter are all going to be uh, appearing on that show. So that's something else. Uh, Horror Slam. Nick Gaze will be in Horror Slam on March 22nd. Uh, he will be murdering Peter B. Beautiful. Yeah, so I got a see... friend from that area. I'm trying to like he's never been to a deathmatch show. He's only been to SmackDown tapings his entire life, and I'm begging him to go. I'm like Jameson, take the drive, take your brother up there because they watch the WWE and like every Monday. Well, every Monday night, I get all of the texts of pretty boring show. This guy's doing that guy. Pretty boring show. <laughs> and then I'll, I I sent him. Uh, you know, I I got it to him. I sent him Schlack Schlack versus Gage, and he was like. What the fuck is this? You know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I'm telling him, yeah. like, bro, drive drive forty minutes into Michigan and you can watch this live, man. Yeah, I can imagine that uh, you know, Gage is just gonna murder fucking Peter Be Beautiful. That seems to be his step. So <laughs> Uh, I imagine it's going to be quite a fucking uh, uh, blood fest. Yeah. Uh, UEW and Cali runs again on March 30th. Uh, they're having a death match. Uh, BC Killer versus Andre Verdun, who used to wrestle as Youth Suicide and Fern Owens and Mike Rain. A lot of different shows coming up. Uh, Unholy uh, Warfare 3, the Unholy Trinity. That's going to be on 420. That's going to be in North Carolina. Um, I just interviewed uh, Raven Havoc, the promoter. Um, going to be some wild matches. Uh, he's going to have a gusset glower match with gussets on everything, gusset bats, gussets on glass panes. Uh, they're going to be doing a barbed wire hell match. It's supposed to be an excessive amount of hard wire, barbed wire, uh, a light tube cage. So they got some ideas. Matt Tremont, I think, is kind of assisting him you know, with talent on this show. And uh, good news is Double Stomp will be recording it. So we'll actually be able to see this one. Uh, G. Raver announced Slack, uh, Devin Moore, uh, Matt Trema, Jeff Cannonball, Jimmy Lloyd, Brad Cash, uh, some local guys, J.W. Dalton and Yella, Stockade, uh, Terry Houston, Colt 45, could be returning. First time he's done a death match in quite a while. But a already match. So that's a pretty pretty good card. A lot of guys on there. Raven and Matt Tremont. Excuse me. Raven and Matt Tremont will be in the main event. Um, I, I enjoyed Raven's match in H2O. So I look forward to this. So uh, that's going to be a cool card. And, you know, it should be on a smart mark if Double Stomp is producing it. Uh, besides H2O, excuse me, besides GCW this weekend, if you're in the Philly, Jersey area, uh, H2O is running your third annual Hardcore Kingdom. Um, I, I don't like all the multi-guy matches. Uh, so I'm kind of, eh. But uh, it's going to be uh, three-way matches in the first round. Um, Jeff Cannonball, Cody Rice, and Oren Vedit, I think, could, could be a real cool matchup. Um, uh, I think that might be the stealer of the first round. Uh, Schlack, Dysfunction, and Bam Sullivan. Ron Mathis, Maria Manick, and Aiden Ball. Lowlife Louie, Jimmy Lyon, and Mitch Fallon. Uh, then the, the winners will meet in the four-way finals. Other non-death tournament matches are Ellis Cologne, Lucky 13, and Marcus Crane. Uh, Stockade and G-Raver in an anything goes match. And then the tag team titles will be defended in the four-way. So that's kind of what we got going on in the United States and Mexico. I know awesome. uh, Big Joe's got the, the Gods of Deathmatch Tournament, too. We haven't talked about that. Uh, he's running a, a show over there. That's in March, too. Uh, Iceman. You familiar with Iceman? No, I'm not. I'll be honest. When yeah. they announced it, they said he's the the U.K. Deathmatch legend. I was like, 
Okay. Well, he won. He won the first Gore Fest um, okay. over Ian Rotten. Uh, he was a very early WXW guy, along with Thumbtack Jack and Violent Tom. Uh, he was their first hardcore champion. Uh, he did some really violent stuff in One PW, which is kind of was a the same the same promotion that did Steve Carino Abyss with the No Barbed Wire and a couple of light tubes. Uh, he's done some stuff with Olaf Herman there. He's just a guy who's been retired for a while, you know, and for that area, he was one of their first guys to do death matches. So it's interesting to see him come out of retirement. And obviously, Castanova Valentine is going to be there and Big Joe. And pretty much the rest of the talent is mostly made up of uh, the uh, the G.O.D. or the Rise guys. Uh, they're hoping to have it released. Uh, I kind of I connected my friend Big Joe with uh, somebody at Smart Mark, so hopefully that'll work out. Uh, and hopefully that'll be something that's going to be released over here. Awesome. Um, yeah, yeah, that's going to be in Leeds. Um, I have a friend not far from Leeds, and I'm, I'm, I'm trying to talk him into going as well. Uh, so we'll see if he and, and And he's a big wrestling fan, too. But... Um, I don't know, like, you know, you tell someone, like, I guess a 40-minute drive in England is really hard to do uh, for some reason, like, yeah. it's expensive, England is pricey, and all of my friends are pretty broke, so, <laughs> I mean, right, right. this guy's like like 20, you know, and yeah, so he's in college and everything, but anyway, um, cool, um, yeah, the only other big thing, you know, Big Japan is going to be running uh, the Ikitosin Tour, so you'll be seeing a lot of stuff from there. Obviously, the um, the highlights are shown on Battlemen. You can find Battlemen highlights. Usually, they'll get uploaded in various places, and you'll be able, able to find the Battlemen highlights. But, um, you know, I'll be dead honest. So, I was a big fan of the BJW Core service, and since the relaunch, they haven't uploaded shit. So, <laughs> I used to really recommend the BJW Core service, and now I've got to be honest, I probably wouldn't, un until you hear something better, Save your eight bucks and, and give it to us, which you can go go and do at patreon.com slash deathmatch news. But um yeah, uh BGW Core get, you know, nobody listens to this, but I hope they get their shit together because this is the time which like, dude, this is the Ikitosa tour. You're running all of these small shows that aren't gonna be broadcast anywhere, and they're gonna have, you know, big matches, Takeda versus Ito. You're gonna have all of these big matches. Why don't you put them up on the BGW Core service? I don't, you know, bit you know, Japan is this weird thing. I think it was Bahu who made this joke of like, um, you know, they, because he just had all of his videos stricken down by all of these yep. old media companies who yes, somehow, some way own some of the footage, right? Yep. And it's like, hey, you, hey, you have to take that, that down. Okay, well, can I buy it somehow? No. Well, then, <laughs> uh, you know, it's very frustrating. Japan is just fucked up in that way. Yeah, you would think like they'd have all these shows on, on their on their service so you could watch all the Ikotozen matches you in full. You would, because I would like to watch them all. The last couple of years, they've actually uploaded them on like a week or two delay onto their uh, YouTube channel. So right, a lot of clip matches though too. They don't they don't have all the necessarily the whole matches. Uh, a lot of clips. Yeah, I'm okay with that because the thing is when they do these like house show tours. Most of these matches aren't like super duper awesome, so I'm okay right. with a nine. You know, taking a twenty minute match and clipping it to nine or ten, I'm okay with that. It's better than nothing because yeah. right now we have sure. nothing. Oh yeah, but better than nothing. Yeah. Oh well. Um. Okay. With that said, um, that's all I got going on. <clears throat> um. <clears throat> excuse me. Um. Anything else you want to talk about, Mike? No, no, I think we uh, summed it up pretty good. 
All right, cool. So um, thank you guys for listening. Um, if you think we, we provided value to your day, ha- head on over to patreon.com slash deathmatchnews. Mike has, I think, uh, you were talking, you have about 23 shows coming out in the next week? Uh, yeah, 2022. 22, okay. <laughs> uh, I know we just, uh, me and Bahu just put up uh, a new Kawasaki Dreaming where we focused on Apache Pro and, and Freedoms. So if you're into the history of Freedoms and Apache Pro, um, I've got a new 420 Metalhead podcast that will be coming out very soon. Uh, I just interviewed Carmine Despirito uh, for the journey into death. Uh, we're going to be journeying into MAW and talking about the Hardcore Cup. Uh, I also interviewed Raven Havoc. So that recently uh, that recently uh, came out or is going to come out probably later tonight. I'll probably put that out as like a news exclusive. And I should be talking to Big Joe soon, too, uh, talking about the God Tournament over in England. We're, we're working it out. So, uh, yeah, that's what I got going on. Uh, I see you got a new bubble up, right? Yeah. Anybody who wants to hear about, <laughs> you know, the pettiest shit ever, like uh, it's just me and my dude Adam – we were, um, I saw one, you know what, I'm going to call out a motherfucker. Hey, um, I, I don't know your name, but someone messaged me and said, you got time to do this stupid bubble show, but you don't have time to do the deathmatch radio show. Hey dude, that's like my best friend. And we talk about wrestling on the fucking daily. So fuck you. I just want to say that I am so sick of people thinking that they own me. All you motherfuckers can suck it. Okay. But anyway, yeah, me and my friend Adam, we just kind of bitch about WWE and AEW and New Japan. There's not a lot of positivity. It's a lot of bitching about fans, a lot of bitching about chanting, a lot of bitching about wrestlers being marks for themselves by name Effie. We're going to be going off on Effie on the the <laughs> next um, episode. Um, so if you just kind of want to hear a little bit more about kind of like mainstreamish stuff, head on over. Uh, Adam talks a lot of uh, Lucha stuff. You know, he watches a lot of CMLL, a lot of AAA um, he hates death matches, so every show he goes off on death matches for at least three minutes every show. So if you you know, I think it's kind of funny. Me and my dude just riffing on each other for you know ninety minutes. So um, that's something to listen to on the drive home. But yeah, that's the that's the bubble. All right, yeah, yep, that's uh, kind of what I got going on. What you got going on? Oh, uh, I'll be uh, uploading in the next day or so to uh, John Gray is doing his podcast again. I used to do a podcast. Uh, the first episode is going to be out at the panel with him, myself, uh, J.C. Rotten, and Jeff Waldridge, the producer of The Hard Way. Um, I'll be taping him tomorrow. Uh, it's going to be him, uh, myself, another gentleman, and Adam Bueller will be on the show. So uh, that'll be coming out, too, and that's going to be on our network for a little while. And you know, kind of, I didn't get a chance to talk about Adam Bueller. And, you know, I don't have a lot to say, but... Um, it's Deathmatch Wrestling. I remember watching a, a, a shoot interview with Axel Rotten long, long time ago. I think I was still in high school when, when I saw it. And, um, you know, and even back then they, they were kind of talking about, you know, the dangers of blood infections and blah, blah. And Axel Rotten was like, look, it's, it's like hardcore wrestling. What are you going to do? Put a condom on your, your head during the match? And um, just... Everyone is as safe as they possibly can be, but at the end of the day, guys, keep in mind, Deathmatch Wrestling is not the premier wrestling. It's a niche product, you know? Um, even GCCW, they drew 800, 800 people for bringing in the biggest 
deathmatch star in the world, you can't expect a, a company out of running out of Milwaukee or a smaller market to get mandatory drug testing on the monthly. And you made the comment because people are like, well, in, in the porn business, they do HIV uh, testing. And it's like, yeah, but they do that shit like weekly and it's a unionized thing and there's all kinds of things. So I just think that I'm, I, I feel really bad for Adam Bueller. Everyone should be as safe as possible. But at the end of the day, this is just one, one of the risks of it is just going to be a mm -hmm. risk no matter what. And that's my, my, I just wanted to kind of make that comment cause I didn't have a chance to, to say that. Sure. No. And I understand. Um, but I guess in my state, blood tests are free. Yeah. Age tests. So maybe they're not in every state. I don't kind of think on that. Yeah. You can get them. You have the right to get them in any doctor in New York. They actually have to offer it to you. I'm, I'm guessing as some type of free clinic, right? Nope. Any doctor, any hospital visit, they huh. have to offer you an AIDS test. Mm. Yep. Then, I mean, uh, obviously, along. if you yeah. have the ability, I think it was Danny Havoc made the comment that, you know, his wife was a nurse of some sort, and he got tests, like, after all of the big blood shows that he did. Sure. I mean, so I, I don't know about every state, but like I said, there are some states where you can get it for free. Yeah. Um, in New York, you have the advantage it's not a clinic anywhere. Any visit, any hospital, uh, the legislation they put in about six years ago. Mm -hmm. uh, and they have to offer it to you. They don't have to offer it to you every time, but if you're if you're new, you have to at least do it yearly. They have to offer it to you. I mean, that's great. Obviously, everything everywhere should should be like that. And if you're a wrestler, obviously get tested. I mean, for just fun, you know. I mean, not for fun, but I, you know, I got a fuck. You know, I've been tested twice in my life just because I happened to be at the doctor and they said, "Hey, do you want to do this?" Yeah, sure, let's do it. You know, and um, I, I right. I just got a message that Kit Osborne is leaving CZW. Wow, officially? Let me and he would, he would like to come, and He would like to come and talk to me at some point about it in an interview. <laughs> All right, well. That, you, that might be on my. Mike, that's, that that's your fucking list. 23rd podcast. Yeah, see, I knew we'd have 23. That's, uh, hey, just to, just to give context to, I know I may over podcast. Uh, right now I'm, I'm in a, like a wheelchair. I can't do much. So it's, it's something past the time. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I'm working steady and everything else. So, I mean, people, you know, I'm a podcast in horror. I understand that. But people do like some of my different shows, and they reach out. So, hey, for the one that like it, great. If you don't like it, very simple. Don't download and listen to it. Yeah. Very simple. But, uh, you know, it does give me passes some time. Yeah. You know? So, uh, yeah. So you'll probably hear me in episode 24 at some point talking to Kit. Apparently he's uh, leaving CZW. Oh. <laughs> Does he want to do the episode now? Ah, uh, uh, doesn't look like right now. Okay. Well, I look forward days. to that. Yeah, I'll reach out to you uh, when he wants to do it. If it's a time you got half hour or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hopefully, yeah. I mean, the weekend's come. Well, we'll we'll talk about it and try and get it together. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Kit Osborne gone from CZW, uh, and think about isn't what that, that means. Yeah, go on. I'm sorry. Isn't that funny? It's like he was listening to us. Yeah. Really, we were just talking about it. It's ironic. I saw it come across my screen when uh, just a second ago, and I said that's fucking hilarious. I mean, um, 
Oh, he, he, yeah, he's posting all kinds of stuff. Um, I'll just read these for fun. Uh, as of today, I've decided to part ways with CZW. With the goals I have set for myself, I felt that in order to achieve it, it's uh, best to step away. When I first stepped in the combat zone, I knew it was where I wanted to be and became a student of the academy, only further solidified that notion. I have always stayed loyal during the good and the bad. Think about that, people. He stayed loyal. They came down and said, you need to pick a company to work for, and he stayed loyal to CZW and wanted to get him. I have learned an incredible amount over the years, but unfortunately I learned that loyalty wasn't always rewarded. Sounds a lot like Matt Tremont. And at times I felt the loyalty went unnoticed. However, there have also been some times where hard work had paid off, and stepping up changed the game for me, and not without these times would I have become the man I am today. I want to say one thing really quickly about that. By quitting CZW, what does that mean? You have a once-a-month booking. That's it. All CZW is is a once-a-month booking, okay? And for you to quit CZW and turn down a once-a-month booking, that's a big deal in my opinion. That that means that you don't want to be around certain people in the fucking locker room. Maybe you're owed something. Maybe the, maybe the company is putting a stink on you and other companies don't want to work with you or something. Uh, but we all know, I mean, uh, every, you know, the cat's out of the bag. DJ Hyde told a bunch of wrestlers to pick one company or the other. One company's going to, go, going to, to fucking Tokyo and the other company has 90 fans taking a nap. The other company's taking on Hog. Yeah. Yeah. Inner Valley feud. New Jersey, New York border. Yeah. Um, guys, go on. Sorry. Oh, no. I was just clearing my throat. I'm sorry. Yeah. I mean, we all know it. CZW fucking sucks. D- DJ Hyde is a nobody who's a liar. And I'm, a, I'm, I'm not going to call him a scumbag because everybody says he's a decent enough guy in person. But he's a liar. He's yeah. a bad booker. He's a bad businessman. CZW's dead. Let it die. Let it ride off into the sunset and fall off a cliff. And if you don't like it, don't watch it, don't talk about it, don't think about it, don't worry about it. But especially don't text me at 1 in the morning on Facebook telling me that you don't like it. Because I don't fucking care. I don't like it either. So, you can tell I'm bitter, man. I'm really bitter. <laughs> yeah, just a little, yeah. Usually I go on a nasty rant. I'm, I'm the calm one today. Yeah. <laughs> just CZW's dead. That's all. CZW's dead. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I would, I would dare to say so, uh, you know, and you know, and Kid Osborne, you know, he's done some stuff I've liked in some death matches, so, uh, you know, good for him. It's just, uh, yeah, it's gonna be, it's gonna be DJ and Connor Claxton at the end of the day to turn the lights out when they leave, holding hands. Well, DJ Connor Claxton and then nine hundred and twenty pound trainees doing flips for you know when no, it's like that gif you always see yeah. on Twitter of like nobody. And there's nothing, and then and then you know yeah. uh, these guys like falling off of buildings for nothing for no reason. Yeah, DJ Connor and Young Dumb and Broke will be uh, turning the lights off. Yeah. Uh, I, I think Shook Crew even left. So yeah. how bad things are. The Shook Crew left a while ago. <laughs> I mean, Fuck. they're they're like the IWA Mid South of the East Coast. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because uh, IWA has pretty much got shit right now too. Yeah. Uh, um, they've got just nothing going on. Uh, okay, just throw Larry D once in a while, Michael Elgin once in a while, but uh, that's about it. Yeah. Uh, 
Well, all right, guys. I got to head to the gym. It was super fun being back. Hopefully, I'll be back in, I don't know, two or three weeks. I'll find the, the, the time and everything like that. Um, so, always fun coming on talking. Um, Mike, um, what do you got to plug, man? Uh, I, I pretty much plugged everything. You know, we got some things going on. Hopefully, we'll have Kid Osborne on here to talk in the next couple of days. And, uh, you know, check out uh, Deathmatch Call page. Well, he's updating stuff. Uh, you know, check out the wrestling call. And like Steven said, you know, check out our patron. You know, we're here, uh, you know, just give us a dollar. Give us two dollars. And we have lots of content we want to add. And we're always trying to put new things on. And, you know, Steven, you know, he does his bubble show. I do my other shows. Uh, we're going to, you know, the John Gray show is going to be coming on, which is totally opposite of any of us. So just we try to put a lot of stuff on for you guys to enjoy. And uh, we even branch away from the deathmatch stuff and some of these things. So, uh, you know. Uh, we, we do it because uh, we, we try to do it right. So, uh, you know, if you can donate and give us that $2 and imagine what we could do. We could build up and uh, even put more into it and make it bigger and better. Um, last shout-out I want to say, Max Power, your shirt's in the mail, buddy. It finally landed in America, and it's heading your way, I promise, man. That was a long trip, but your shirt's nice. in the that mail. That was the winner, huh? That was they the winner, yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> that... by, by boat, paddle boat. <laughs> Well, I think they uh, I think they put it on Santa's sleigh and it dropped somewhere in Africa and they've been trying to hey, find it since. It, it was still faster than the uh, people got their money back for uh, King of Kings. <laughs> yeah. So you're okay. You're still beating and rotten by about three months. So you're all right there. Love you, Ian. All right, man. All right. Well, we'll see you guys later. Forged in the sands. From distant lands And let your hair grow And let them know That the dreamers can still Shake hands But we live here now Smells of death And the youth is wasting The earth's last breath But we can still dream And shake